All right, it's the end of the month coming up. You had a couple shows that um, got canceled. You got to figure out how to get your books to look right at the end of the month. You're trying to figure out what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, because let's be honest, the electric bill, the phone bill, the insurance bill, the car bill, and all these bills are due, and the people don't want to hear anything that you got to say about being an entertainer and that you had a couple shows canceled. They don't care. What are you going to do? Well, let me give you an idea. You got a cold call. You got to find some people. You're going to find some um, events that are going on around town, maybe around in your city, around in your state, things that are coming up within the next week or two. You got a cold call. You're going to pick up the phone. You're going to dial them and you're going to sell yourself and sell your show. Fact 52% of people that use cold calling effectively, they actually close the deal better and they have clients clients that will be clients for two to three years 44 percent of sales reps that understand how cold calling works close the deal 42 another 42 percent of sales reps and people that um, use cold calling effectively get clients that last up to four to five years just on referrals alone i only got two words for you cold calling we are now in a new era with access to new revolutionary, innovative, and time-efficient tools, if used correctly, will ultimately separate you from your competition. Welcome to the Entertainer's Edge with Jamal Keys. Hello, it's the Magic Motivator, Jamal Keys, a.k.a. the Magic Comic. And listen, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to talk about a technique of booking shows fast that I'm not a fan of. I was actually thrust into this style of doing shows, and I was actually thrust into this style of doing shows um, or in booking shows after I got married and my wife had our first child because, let's be real, I had bills. So <clears throat> when we talk about cold calling and picking up the phone and calling right away, calling in person, a lot of times um, people, it's a, it's a messed up perception of, you don't close deals fast or you're bothering the person. And I'm going to tell you the reason that you might feel like you're bothering them is simply because you don't know the five things or four things that you need to do to get cold calling and cold call effectively. It's really five, but we're going to talk about four today. Five is a, uh, the fifth one is a little more complex. So here are the four things that you need to, um, Make sure that you do whenever you do a cold call. The first one is research. Research the prospect's event. A lot of times what cold calling would say, well, I'm a, I'm a great musician. I saw you had a festival going on next week, and I just want to do the festival for you. And you don't know nothing about the festival. You don't know how long the festival has been going on. You don't know who's the, who's the people that they had in the past in the festival you have nothing to give them for the festival or, or for the person that's doing the festival or planning for the festival believe it or not a lot of festivals and special events always have people that drop out that's just the reality they drop out all events don't all entertainers show up for all events so you're coming in there to be the hero 
So research the event, research who might be there, who might have dropped out, who might be on the poster, what, he, what the event's about. Maybe you can tailor something perfect as an entertainer to enhance the event. You, maybe you could tell them that I could do some video production for you uh, with as a commercial of us being at the event. We, we have X amount of uh, people that follow us. We could come to the event and we could help you out as far as your numbers at the event. Research the event. Research everything you can about the event before you even think about picking up the phone and calling them with a cold call. Number two, you need to practice, practice, practice your elevator speech. Now, you should have an elevator speech anyway, and we'll talk about that in a later podcast, but you should have an elevator speech, and your elevator speech should have what, what the um, salespeople call the three C's. You should be confident. Have some type of clarity and be very concise. You want to go on a phone call, a cold call and start babbling. That's the last thing you want to do because remember the event coordinator, whoever is in charge of entertainment, they're busy. They don't have time to be sitting up there wondering what you might want, how you might want it and what you might do for them. So you want to practice on your um, elevator speech. Um, basically, uh, the fundamentals of an elevator speech is what you do how you do it and how you can benefit them what you do how you do it and how you can benefit them it goes beyond just your entertainment and what you know i juggle 12 rings in the air with fire they don't care nothing about that no one cares about that they want to know about you juggling 12 rings with fire how that's going to help them in, at their event and understand that so you want to practice 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 your elevator speech number four be very clear of what problem you can solve for them. We used an example earlier about festivals. Festivals are always looking to block time for entertainment because they know at all festivals, they understand that if they have good entertainment, people buy things. That's a proven fact. If it's great entertainment, they buy things because they stay longer to sit down with the entertainment and they might want to get up and buy some popcorn before your show and after your show they might want to do something and uh, support a, a vendor somewhere there so entertainment solves problems so if you're doing a festival you understand that listen if you put me at this part i guarantee you that i'll have i'll capture the audience and they'll be able to stay there longer they understand that that's good for them so be very clear of what problem you can solve for them you want to look at the problem, look deeper into what they might need the entertainment for. Are you filling a block for someone before someone comes up? Are you um, um, filling a block at this stage so that people can set up at the other stage? Um, if you're a comedian, it's perfect for that. I could I could perform in between acts because it might be some bands that are, might be on the stage. And let's be honest, bands take a little longer time to set up and all of that. So as a comedian, you could be doing some stuff in between. As a magician, you could also be used for that or have a block show yourself. Or you could even, I've done it before where I've done stuff in between the bands, but that in the daytime, I, I did my own show. So at night, they had the bands and I did a little something in between the bands. So be clear of what problem you're, you are to solve. And fourth, follow up. You must follow up. And you must tell them, how did you want me to follow up? So at the end of the phone call, you, you end it that way. Um, I have something here for you. Um, look into it. How do you want me to follow up? Do you want me to call you tomorrow? Do you want me to email you? Uh, whatever's best for you. You want to tell them that. Because they might not really be able to 
digest everything and all the information you give them there. So you need to let them know how you might want them to follow up, how you might, how they might want you to follow up. And that brings me to the fifth one. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna slip this fifth one into you, um, to you right now. The fifth one is if you have something to offer to them for them to follow up, it makes it easier for them to follow up. So for example, let me use that for, let me give you an example. You go, you tell them, you research them. That was number one. You research the uh, event. You practice your speech. You give them a nice little um, elevator speech. That should only take one minute, 30 seconds, tops. How you doing, Mr. or Mrs. blah, blah. I'm uh, blah, 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 blah. I, I see that you have an event going on at this time. I think I can help you out this way. You're going to go straight into it. Now, if they bite back by asking you a question, well, how long you been doing it? That That's actually really good for you. And then you have your answers there. Some people use cheat sheets where they have all these uh, benefits that their show of uh, them being an entertainer can do. And that's great. Do you go and you be clear about what problem you can solve? Listen, I know for a fact that um, because of my experience of performing in front of the uh, 250 people that I know I could capture their attention needed for the next thing to happen in, at your event. So I'll be a perfect fit for that. You don't want to be a pain for them. You want to be able to slip in real easy for them. And last, um, as far as that goes, is follow up. You want to follow up. You want to ask them how you can follow up. But the, one of the easiest ways to do that, this is a bonus that I'm giving you here, is you have something for them to go look at. So you can have your website. Listen, I'm going to send you, where can I email my website to? Now, even if you have their email, you want to, you don't even want to let them know you have their email. You just confirm it when they give you the email, but they might give you their private email that goes straight to their phone, which is great. But you tell them, listen, um, I, all my information is on my website, on my landing page, on my website. Where can I email this to you? They're going to tell you where you can email it. And then at that time, that's when you do the follow up. How did you want me to follow up with you? Did you want me to email you? Or we want to go back and forth with the email? You want to let them know that because now you're showing them that you're not trying to be a pain to them and you're making it easy for them to get done with whatever they're doing and they can go deeper into whatever they're doing. Now, let's say you don't have a website. You don't have a website and or landing page. What you want to do is you want to have your brochure, have your brochure that's a PDF copy of your brochure. Send them the PDF copy of the brochure. Now, I talked about in some earlier podcasts is what you should have on your brochures and what you should have on your landing page and what questions you should answer for them. Um, and we'll talk a little deeper in that in maybe a later podcast, but you definitely want to have something for them tangible for them to look at. That's perfect or go to the website first, but other, other, uh, if you don't have a website, you can use a brochure, some type of PDF brochure. It can be a J JPEG brochure. The reason I say PDF, a PDF brochure is great because you can have different type of links connected in your PDF which now directs, your, uh, directs them where you want to take them. But let's say that your budget doesn't call for that. Uh, at least have a JPEG, some type of JPEG brochure or something that you can help them out with. And, and, and add bonuses. If you have a bonus that you can add, listen, I, it's a great way for me to promote um, your event by sharing with uh, my my followers. I have X amount of followers. I can guarantee that I can uh, add another 
two to 10% of people coming there because I have a really good following. These are things that are bonuses for them to help them out. You can even tell them that you can promote it on your own social media pages. That's another way of doing it. I know for us, what we do in-house is we do a lot of commercials. If you follow me, find me on um, all social media platforms, The Magic Comic. When you see me with uh, a commercial, a video commercial, which is 30 seconds, no longer than 50, uh, one minute, 59 seconds, to be honest. But it's a one-minute commercial. All we're doing is that's a bonus that they get when they hire me. Um, it's a uh, we get voiceover over there. It shows highlights of whoever else is going to be there at the event. By doing this, um, they don't feel like um, they're just. I'm just there to perform. I'm already setting everybody up of what type of event and what type of experience I'm going to have there. So if you have something that you can offer them to help them out, get more people at their event, um, or get uh, or help them before the event starts. That helps you out on your cold calling. So let's go over this one, one, one more time. Number one, you want to research. Research the event that you're talking about being a part of. You got to research. You want to know everything about the event that you could possibly find. You want to find the past events that they have landing pages. Find out how many years it's been going because they might ask you that. That's a great way for you to start off the conversation. I understand you're doing your 15th annual and I see that you had blah, blah last year. Um, I think I could be a great addition to you. Or if you need some more entertainment, you can never have too much entertainment. That kind of stuff is very, very good to have that for them. The second one is practice, practice, practice your elevator speech. You should be practicing that anyway. You should always have a speech. Um, again, I would say no longer one minute and 30 seconds. You can really do it if you're seasoned or when you get seasoned in 30 seconds to one minute. You want to talk about what you do, what problems you solve. That brings us to be clear. Number uh, three, be clear of what problems you can solve for them at their event. No matter what the event is, it's always a problem to solve. If it's a problem to eat up some minutes, that's usually what it is. Um, even if you do birthday parties, that's really what a birthday party performer is. It's to eat up entertainments with uh, eat up minutes with entertainment. You're nothing more than that person to eat up minutes with with entertainment. And what they want is that entertainment to not even realize you're eating up those minutes. So they hope that you would be entertaining. That's what I mean by that. Because we know as well, you you know as well as I do. That when something's very entertaining, it eats up minutes. And you don't even realize the experience of how long you were there. And that's really what it is. You want to know what problem you're solving for them. Let them know that. What problem you can solve. And number four, follow up. You need to ask them, how, how should I follow up? What is the best way to follow up? And number five was my bonus on there. You tell them the best way to follow up would be, and the easiest way to get them to follow up is give them something that they can look at. Something tangible. If it's a JPEG, I'll, JPEG flyers are actually pretty good because you can send them to different places on your website, different places on your landing pages. You can really direct the traffic where you want to, it to go because a PDF can be a few pages and it's something that they won't necessarily throw away. They'll keep it for other stuff, you know. Um, so let's say you don't get the gig. They have your information. Believe me. If you can't, you know, if that doesn't call for your budget, that's okay. Then I would say something like a JPEG. Some type of JPEG flyer is always good. I'm the Magic Motivator, Jamal Keys, a.k.a. the Magic Comic. And remember, you don't get out of life what you want. You get out of life what you expect. 
That was the Entertainer's Edge. For more marketing tips for entertainers and speakers, visit theentertainersedge.com.